Welcome back to another episode of the Money Mindset Podcast. This is number 197. Can you believe we are almost to 200 episodes? I am so freaking excited and I cannot wait to celebrate that huge milestone with you. And in order to do it with you, I need to ask you a small little favor that will only take you about 30 seconds. I would love to hear from you uh, and you can send me a voice message at speakpipe.com slash budgets made easy and just leave me a voicemail, um, a kind note or your biggest takeaway from the podcast this year or just something that you've really enjoyed uh, about the podcast. So I would love to hear from you and I'm going to be sharing those on the 200th episode. Today's episode is going to be another Q&A. I believe this is part five oh, and I still have more questions to answer. Um, and of course, if you have a question, you can leave those at speakpipe.com slash budgets made easy as well. And I will answer them in a future episode too. So uh, if you have a question, feel free to do that there as well. But I would love to hear just a kind message from you as we approach this huge milestone uh, years in the making, right? Years. <laughs> so uh, in today's episode, I'm going to discuss how to stay motivated while budgeting, how to switch from using credit cards all the time as your primary uh, payment method to using cash. Uh, we have a question about paying 0% interest debt, like medical debt. And um, if you should invest or keep money invested that's already being invested uh, or use that money to help start your debt payoff journey. So those are some of the questions that we have for today. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Money Mindset Podcast. I'm Ashley, your host and the creator of Budgets Made Easy. I help midlife women manage the next stage of their financial lives without all the guilt, overwhelm, and shame surrounding their past money mistakes. My journey toward money and time freedom started after we paid off $45,000 in debt in just 17 months. If you are looking for a judgment-free community where you can connect and grow with other women going through the same financial struggles as you, this is the place for you. Buckle up as we jump on the drive to money freedom so you can enjoy this season of life without stressing about money and retirement and how to just get it all done. Let's get started. All right, our first question is about 0% debt and if you should focus on paying that when you have other debt that is accruing interest. Now, with the snowball debt and the small amount to large amount um, and not putting interest rates into um, consideration, if I have some medical debt that doesn't have interest growing, for so you know, it'll be the same amount no matter when I pay it off. Do I go ahead and just put that in um, the order that it would, you know, normally go as the numbers line up? Or um, could I focus on paying that off last because there's no interest? So I know the amount's not going to grow. So for instance, would I maybe want to pay a credit card off first that is a little more than the medical debt, but has interest growing on it. So I want to 
get rid of that. Um, I hope that makes sense. So yeah, would, would I still just put the medical debt in the order that I'm going with the snowball and um, not pay it off last, even though it has no interest? Thanks so much. This is a great question and one that comes up quite often inside of Money Success Club because it can feel like why bother paying off medical debt when it's 0% interest? And I totally get it. And I'm the same way. I have uh, medical debt that we are paying on. We have payments set up for a year because it's like, why take the money out of savings if I need like have a true emergency. Um, we have, you know, an HSA that we make the payments out of. So it's tax free money at that. So it's like, why bother paying off the medical debt, right? It's 0%. So totally get that. And that is fine. Like that is perfectly okay. I will mention that it also can depend on your personality. So if, and it kind of depends what the balances are, right? Because um, if you have medical debt, it's still taking up mental space. It's still taking up um, room in your budget. You have to think about it. You have to plan for it each month um, unless it's, you know, like my situation where it's auto paid out of the HSA, like everything's set up automatically. I don't really have to think about it. Um, and if your credit cards are going to take you a while to pay it off, right? So, um, that can be a huge motivational boost. If you go ahead and knock some small bills out, even if they're 0% interest, uh, to just kind of show yourself that you can do it and build your confidence level as you are going, uh, that can be very helpful too. Um, but there's nothing wrong with putting 0% interest at the back of the line, especially when it's not like a, um, paid off in so many months or accrues all the back interest. Medical debt is different. Just like you said, it doesn't, um, accrue any interest. It's not going up. There isn't like a time limit typically of like pay it off in 12 months or you're going to get 12 months of interest tacked on. Right. So, um, totally fine with that. Um, but if for some reason your other debt is like, huge and you need that little confidence boost and motivation boost and just to free up some mental space and uh financial space too right uh it can be it can be beneficial to go ahead and move it up the line all right our next question is about using credit cards um, and switching to cash and how to get that process started hi ashley my question to you is I have always been one to use credit cards. Um, grew up in a family that I had to worry about having cash in the house because it was being stolen. Um, and it was a way for me to keep up with my records. Um, so how do you move to not using the credit cards or maybe having the one for all my gas um, and using it for cash? Thank you. All right. This is a great question that comes up a lot. And, you know, a lot of people don't use cash anymore. So uh, we can even say cash versus like a debit card, right? So actually using the funds that you actually have at this moment instead of swiping a card and thinking about how you will pay for it later. And I would start with um, 
specific categories. So, you know, she mentioned still using the credit card for like gas. Definitely I would do that. It's just safer. Uh, there's a lot of card skimmers and stuff on gas pumps uh, where people steal your credit card. And, you know, when they get your debit card, ugh, it's just a bigger hassle to go through, right? Um, so it can be um, better to use a credit card for the gas pump. So, but if you're wanting to use like actual cash, I would start with um, one or two, maybe three tops uh, categories to just get started with. Um, and depending on how you are paying off your credit card every month, you could be a month behind. Um, a lot of people don't realize this when they are using, when they're not paying it off like every week or through the month, they just get their bill at the end of the month, they're paying it. So they are a whole month behind. So you may not have the money to pay the credit card and then use cash for the rest of this month because you are an entire month behind. So it's easier to do that, especially in that situation. If you just pick one or two categories, use cash for that. Uh, keep using your credit card for the other things until you get caught up, till you have a bonus, a tax return, a next situation day, or some kind of influx of like extra, quote unquote, extra money coming in that you're not used to um, in your, just your regular payday, right? So that can help you get caught up and get on this paycheck budget system. Um, what, and you know, once you get into a good routine and you've got a lot of practice, you can always go back to using the credit card for rewards and things like that, but you have to be very intentional and strategic about it. So, um, and you really have to have the confidence and trust in yourself to not overspend with that credit card because it is so easy. So when you're just getting started, I would definitely recommend just stop using the credit card, go to cash. But I realize that that's like, it's not a flip of a switch. Typically you kind of have to st- uh, take some slow steps to move in that direction, especially if you are a month behind on the credit card. So just pick one or two categories and, uh, to start using cash and go from there. Just, uh, you know, keep, uh, practicing, right? (laughs) Keep the practice up. All right. The next question is about how to keep motivated with your budget. This is a big one too. Hi, Ashley. So my question is how do you, keep the motivation of a budget when it feels like every time you're getting ahead, something else happens and you're two steps behind and you're so far behind. You're not even sure really where to start to start making progress. All right. So I have discussed this numerous times on the podcast, and I actually mentioned this or talked about this in the Q&A part three, which was episode 110. So obviously this comes up a lot and you can feel really stuck, right? In your finances or just get stuck on the budget aspect of it. But keep in mind that a budget is just a plan for your money. And so the motivation to stick with it is the bigger piece, right? And it takes a lot more time. You're going to have ups and downs in life, ebbs and flows, different seasons. That's normal. And I think when you um, release this expectation that you're going to always be motivated or you're just always going to get it right and lower your expectations, uh, be a little bit more realistic with your expectations, uh, you're going to be able to just keep going even when you aren't 
motivated. Mel Robbins actually talks about motivation is garbage, which I also talked about on another podcast episode. I don't remember which number it is, but you know, motivation is not what is going to get you through to sticking with the budget. So just managing your finances because you feel like it's the adult thing to do is not the key to long-term success. The real key to keep you going and moving in the right direction over the long term. remember it may not be every single day, it may not be every week, it may not even be every single month, but the, but the motivation or the drive to keep you moving forward over the long haul is going to be how excited are you about your end goal? So what are you working towards? Like, why are you doing this? And it typically needs to be something specific, um, not just I need to do it because I'm an adult or I should pay off debt because that's what I should do. Like, I don't want to stress about money. Um, that's not a big enough motivator to keep us going in the long term. It really needs to be something you're super excited about. So is it taking a vacation to a specific place like Hawaii or Disney World? Is it paying for your kid's college or your kid's wedding or being able to retire or switch careers, go back to school, be able to have options in life that you don't have now? But what are the options that you specifically want to have that you could have if you stick with the plan and reach those that bigger goal, right? So your goal could be to pay off debt, but why do you want to pay off debt? Like, what are you going to be able to do once you pay off the debt? And of course, the budget is the plan to pay off the debt, right? So if you shift how you think about what the budget is and why you're doing it, it's going to help you stay motivated or at least stay moving in the right direction over the years that you know, is life, right? And the years that it may take to reach that end goal, it's got to be something that you really, really want. All right. The next question is about being house poor. What should she do when she literally doesn't make enough money to even pay her bills each month? Hey, Ashley, I'm not sure if I have a question per se, but I think my biggest struggle is that I am house poor, period. I have so much debt, but I can't put too much towards it because my monthly bills are pretty much more than I'm making in all of my jobs combined. I have gotten some extra jobs and I work constantly trying to make money to pay off debt. And as soon as I pay it off, I'm back in it again because I have nothing left over each month. That's my current struggle. All right, this is a hard one because it sounds like she has multiple jobs, um, but if you boil it down, you've got to get rid of the house, right? Like you are literally stressing yourself out, working like crazy for a house. We get very emotionally attached to owning a house, not, not just like the specific house, but the idea of owning a house. Like it is the American dream, right? And so we have this emotional attachment to houses, but sometimes it doesn't make logical sense. So if you take the emotion out of it and you prioritize, sit down and really think about how you want to spend your life. Is this house making that happen? And it sounds like for her, the answer is no. 
a big no. You've got to get rid of the house and maybe you just rent for a while because how owning a house is costs a lot more than just the house payment. It is a lot of responsibility. There are a lot of expenses with it that a lot of people don't think about or consider before diving into home ownership. And so that doesn't mean that you won't own a house again in the future. And a lot of times we don't think about that. We think about we're going to sell, if we sell the house now, they're not going to be a homeowner. And like emotionally how that feels and what that looks like versus I can sell the house now, pay off my debt, save and buy a house I can actually afford later. Maybe you need to move to a different area that has a lower cost of living because it sounds like you are already working multiple jobs. And do you want to do that for 30 years? I mean, think about that. Most mortgages are 30 years. Do you want to work like this and just get further and further and further into debt until the house is paid off? And then you're at retirement and you have all this debt to pay now. It doesn't make any sense. So take the emotion out of it. Take that shame and that feeling of, you know, I'm an adult. This is, I should own a house and that's garbage. Okay. You can't afford this house. So you have to make some hard decisions that are going to benefit you in the long run, but that are emotionally not what you want to do right now. But you know, you've got to you've got to do it. You got to be an adult. And that is part of being an adult, right? Like not necessarily owning a house, but making the best decision for you at this time. And so sell the house, please. Like that is not helping you get to your big goal. And you don't want to pay. You don't want to be stuck in the cycle for 30 years. So please take the emotion out of it and get rid of the house. All right. Our next question is about investing. Um, Should she take out money from her investment account to pay off debt? Hi, Ashley. I had a question about um, an account that I have with TD Ameritrade. I have uh, $50 a month automatically withdrawn. Um, I only get paid once a month that goes into that account. And it is now up to, um, I think, between close to 1600, I think in there. Um, My question is, is it better to leave that in there um, and continue to build? Or would it be better at this kind of getting back into the start of debt payoff of um, pulling that most the majority of that out and paying off a credit card to get like a quick win and um, get this debt payoff plan restarted again, um, or better to leave it in there and continue to build. Thank you. All right. Great question. Um, Now, I don't know if this is a retirement account or just a regular like um, stock fund investing uh, index funds type account where you can withdraw it without penalties. Either way, you will have to pay taxes on it. Um, Most likely, uh, if it's a retirement account, you're hit with a bunch of fees. With that small of an amount, I think she said it was $1,600. Between the taxes and if there are any other fees, it's 
it's really not worth it. I would um, keep investing because it's already set up. You're not missing that money and it's just a little bit, but it will add up at some point. Um, and so I would just leave it alone in this situation and uh, focus on paying off debt uh, with the other steps and strategies that we talk about here on the podcast. And she is also a Money Success Club member. So I know a little bit more about her situation um, and have other resources for her as well. But if you are new here and you're wanting to get started with paying off debt, I do have a free debt payoff starter kit at budgetsmadeeasy.com slash debt. And I would get started with that. Now, if she were investing hundreds of dollars a month, I would say, yeah, let's take a pause on that. Um, use it toward paying off debt, but it's 50 bucks. It's already set up. She's not missing the money. Um, and it, at least it's something being invested, right? So for this scenario, I would, um, encourage her to just keep doing what she's doing and plug away on the debt using, um, you know, the other money. So, uh, that may change if it were a lot of money or in a different situation, right? Because everybody's situation is a little bit different, but for 50 bucks a month and it's only at like 1600, I would just leave it alone at this point. Now, if it comes down to like, I need this money or I'm not going to eat this month, or I'm going to have to, uh, put a bunch of money on our super high interest credit card, then maybe, but that's kind of a different situation than has been presented here, right? So for this scenario, that's what I would do. All right. That is the last question for today's episode. And again, we are only a couple episodes away from our 200th cello episode celebration. And so I would love, I seriously, seriously, I would love to hear your voice and hear from you. So if you would please leave me a voice message at speakpipe.com slash budgets made easy, I'll leave the link in the show notes as well. I would love to hear from you either just a kind note or your favorite episode, or just a key takeaway, something that you've learned from the podcast. And it doesn't have to be like a specific episode, but if you're just like, Oh, I love listening to the podcast and this is what I've learned along the way, uh, that would be wonderful. I would love, love, love to celebrate with you. So, all right, we only have a couple episodes until the 200th. This is 197, so it's coming up quick. The plan is to have it uh, January 2nd, I believe. So kick off the new year with 200 episodes. All right, I will talk to you guys soon. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Take care.